Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Colts Cast and on Instagram at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, and opinions we tweet. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. Jamal, you ready to get in some Indianapolis Colts content? Let's get this working. Let's get it. On today's episode, we objectively rank the top 15 AFC running backs. So, no NFC running backs. Not throwing in no Christian McCaffrey, no Aaron Jones, no nobody. We're just we're just sticking strictly AFC because we want to see where Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor stands against all the other running backs, of course. Unlike QBs, where there's only one starter, however, a team can utilize multiple running backs. As such, we will just analyze the top 15 running backs in the AFC in terms of skill, talent, and production. That also means you may see two running backs from one team in our list. We will divide them up in tiers, just like we did with the quarterbacks a few weeks ago. So, Jamal, <laughs> I absolutely dominated you on our last rankings. For Here the quarterback we go. Ranking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you really buckled down on this one, on this go-round. I hope so, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's an introduction for those who are new to our tier list. Uh, we just divide it. We divide the list into four tiers. So the first tier is going to be the highest, second tier, third tier, fourth tier. Um, our lists are not ordered. Uh, the only categorization will strictly be the tiers, of course. And then uh, last time we started from the top. But this time we're going to work our way up from the bottom. Shall we begin? Let's get this work in. Man, all I'm going to say is, you know, winners first. So I, I started off. I started off for <laughs> <with> you, bro. <laughs> All right, so my fourth tier, I have three running backs. Starting off, Josh Jacobs. Uh, four yards per carry last year. Um, for, to me, I, this is going to hurt Raiders fans. Definition of an average back to me. I mean, four yards per carry is that is that basically, I, I would even call it decent, but I would say average. Uh, if you saw his game log, you would think, oh, he's only missed a few games, which is true. But he's always hurt in some type of way that makes it where he's never 100%. He offers some ability in the pass game. I just don't think he's a great runner. I think he lacks explosiveness, which is important uh, when you look at the running backs like in the top tier, which we'll talk about later. One thing he does really well at is pass blocking. I will give him that. Other than that, average back to me. Second in my tier, I have Sony Michelle. 4.1 yards per carry, pretty decent. Uh, he took over for Darrell Henderson after he went down with an injury uh, last year. He's with the Dolphins now. Uh, Dolphins are using like a four-back committee most likely. Uh, that's that Mike McDaniel. Uh, he's the new head coach down there. and he, he's, he falls from that Kyle Shanahan tree where they like to use multiple backs. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see what Sonny Michel uh, does down there. But he wasn't really used in the passing game when he got into the league. He only had about 26 catches over a span of three years. I think that's, what's that? 
about eight catches a year. So, I mean, that that they're, they're, they're not throwing it to Michelle at all. But last season, he had 21 catches. So, a little improvement. We'll see what happens. Chase Edmonds, also another Dolphins running back that signed a deal. Uh, he didn't get his time to shine because James Conner was killing it over there in Arizona. He had an injury-riddled season. I think he only played 12 games, uh, but 5.1 yards per carry. Only two rushing touchdowns, though. For someone who played 12 games and you're not seeing the goal line that much, why is that, Jamal? I don't know. Maybe he's not explosive enough to run it mm-hmm. up the middle to break through all them defenders. Who knows? But we'll see how good he is in Miami if he can stay healthy. That's my fourth tier. Okay, okay. I like that. I actually, uh, I'll start off with Chase Edmonds as well because I had him in mind uh, as well. You know, like you said, he wasn't a starter when he was out there. And I, I think coming in this year, he, you know, he won't have a large production season, especially as you mentioned with the four back running back like that. And as well as the addition of Tariq Hill. I mean, who knows? Tua may be out there launching the ball all year long. So I think it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Um, you know, this one is, of course, this is a new guy here, uh, rookie this year, but I just had to throw him in there just because I think that, I don't know, I think there could be a lot of hype, overhype about him. So that's Travis Ethne from out of Clemson. Uh, again, I know he doesn't have any, you know, any professional stats for us yet, but when we look at his stats when he was at Clemson, his last, or his two years when, Tra- uh, when Trevor Lawrence was there, they were phenomenal, big numbers, big numbers, but once DJ took over at quarterback, his numbers really went down a lot. Um, so I'm not sure if that was more so because DJ was out there, just kind of not their their offense definitely struggled, you know, uh, this past year. But I don't, I just don't feel like with Trevor Lawrence being his quarterback again with his first year in the league, they'll have a big year. Maybe year two, year three, but I think a very mediocre year for him for us uh, for this first year. And my other I had in there. This is tough, and I know this is kind of a smack in the face, but it, it, it's got to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from out of from out of KC, and 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 it's mainly because just mainly because he had a pretty rough season last year. A um, couple injuries that plagued him. You know, last year he had 119 carries. He was averaging 4.3 um, per carry. His his catching was pretty high. It was at 6.8. Um, but he had 19 receptions there. But what scares me about him going into this year are these injuries. Uh, you know, last year he had a, he had a grade two ankle sprain, a grade two MCL sprain, and a shoulder injury. So I'm I'm really feeling like when Tariq's not going to be there this year, that could open the door for more touch for him. But the injuries are the biggest thing that scares me. Is is he going to be able to stay healthy during this time? You know, if he is out there getting more touches this year, so. I had to unfortunately put him down in that tier four just because I'm a little nervous of what's going on, you know, with the shakeups out there. Okay. So tell me about your third tier then. Third tier. This one got two guys in here from the same team. That's going to be from, we'll start off with the Broncos, man, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, third. I, these dudes had virtually the exact same stats this past year. It, it was pretty wild to see. You know, Javante was a he was a rookie last year, 203 carries, 903 for the yards, averaging 4.4, four touchdowns. And we look at Melvin Gordon, 203 carries, same amount of carries, 918 yards with averaging 
So just literally a point one more of a yard difference, but he had eight touchdowns and, and the receiving game, they were pretty much, uh, they were, a, well, there, there was a discrepancy there for that as far as receptions and yards. Javante had 43 receptions with three sixteen yards, but he averaged 7.3 with three touchdowns and Melvin had 28 receptions with 213 yards, but he also averaged 7.6 with two touchdowns. So these guys, man, I mean, shoot, they virtually put up the same stats on paper from running the ball. So it's, it's just a little two-headed monster. That's kind of a nice thing to have. So I'm curious to see how Russell will play with them this year, you know, with him, with his being his first year there at the new offense, how the play out. But none, of, neither one of them really stand out to me more than the other because they were so similar here last year. Um, next on that list for me, actually another another two-headed monster there would be J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards from the Ravens. You know, they're both another another good pair of running backs. They had a very similar year. Um, Edwards overall had a much better receiving year, averaging 15.3 per catch. But they both had ACL injuries that ended their uh, season early. Uh, I know they're both back on track to be there next year, or excuse me, this upcoming year. So it could be a dangerous combo. But again, it's it's it is it's tough to bounce back from these ACL injuries. So that scares me for both of them, especially to have, you know, two mate, two large injuries like that. But that kind of that kind of pushed me towards having them in my tier three as well. So my tier three were two backs from the Broncos and two backs from the Ravens. What about you? OK, so yeah, this almost this is where I'm going to start bodying you. <laughs> All right. So I do agree with you. I have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon both there uh, in the third tier. Uh, Javante Williams, probably second best rookie running back mm-hmm. uh, in the AFC. Like you said, pretty identical stats to Gordon. Um, both had about, what, 900 yards apiece. Uh, Williams caught 43 balls. He can do it all. Um, he would have definitely gone over 1,000 if you know he was the every down back. Yeah. Um, one stat I did see about him, he led the league in broken tackles with 31. Mm. He only ran the ball. 203 times that is impressive he's he's the real deal um so i'm i'm interested to see because gordon he's 29 now he's nearing that end of the running back career mm-hmm. he signed a one-year contract this year to return to bronco uh to denver so now russell wilson's there you know are they gonna lean more on the run game still or are they gonna they're going to start dishing it out more with uh, Wilson there. I, I don't know, but I think Javante is going to take over at some point. I don't know okay. if Gordon replicates that. Uh, I have Damian Harris here from the Patriots. Solid back, 4.6 yards per carry, about 900 rushing yards. I think he, I think in the second half of the season, Ramondre Stevenson kind of came in and took some mm-hmm. carries from him, but he was, he was doing, he was putting work in at the beginning. Uh, he had 15 rushing touchdowns. That's that's impressive. Yeah, sure. He could have probably vultured it from a Mac Jones throw or or any other running back, but 15 rushing touchdowns that that's a lot. Um, Pats were a pretty good rushing team because of him. I I have him there in the third tier. I like him. Um, I do have Naheem Hines here in the third tier, arguably Ooh, okay. a top five pass catching back. Um. He didn't have a great year with Wentz under center, but I know what he's capable of. His yards per catch was about 7.8 last season. I think this goes up, so I'm projecting him to go up under Matt Ryan. He's got the speed. He's got the quickness to get open 
and stay moving the chains when we need him to. He's a great compliment to JT. Um, I think he averages even yards per carry. I think it was near that five. So he, even when he was running the ball, he was, he was doing it well. So I, I like him. And last but not least, James Robinson. Um, I saw you had Travis Etienne. So I can't rank Travis Etienne. He didn't play. He That's hasn't fair. played a snap in the NFL. So I cannot put him there. Uh, so James Robinson will go there. One of the more underrated backs in the league, in my opinion. 4.7 yards per carry. Productive on one of the worst teams in the league. Like he was, he was putting in work. Uh, with Travis Etienne back, it'll probably be a duo because they did spend a first-round pick on Etienne. So, uh, I don't know. He he was the three-down back. We'll see if he stays there, but I, I like him in that third tier. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, I can't put them there because they didn't play at all last year. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they were hurt, both of them. Um, but that rounds out my third tier. You want me to give the second tier a go? Yeah, go ahead and get that second tier go. I, I, I'm not, I'm not mad it, at that. I'm not mad at that yeah. tier three. I think we'll start. Uh, I don't know. Yours might might still be different here. I got four running backs here. Starting off, I got Joe Mixon. Helped get his team to a Super Bowl. Okay. Third in the league in rushing yards. I mean, he was he was cowbell running back, but still third in the league. That's good. Uh, did well in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. Overall, just great season for him because he bounced back from an injury plague 2020 season like to see him healthy. I think he only missed one game. I think. Yeah, he was, he was solid. Sure. Yeah. Very solid, very above average back. Najee Harris, fourth in total rushing yards. Only 3.9 yards per carry. Um, rookie, rookie though, you know. Good at breaking tackles, though. Uh, best rookie running back probably by, four, by far. I don't know. I... I just think Najee Harris is is better because he he was able to he had 374 touches last season as a rookie. I think he's able to carry a higher workload right now than Javante Williams. I I haven't seen Javante Williams in that higher work, workload. But, you know, in week 3 this man had 19 targets for 14 catches. I don't know if you remember that, but Najee Harris caught the ball 14 times. That's wild. more than any other receiver (laughs) in that game. Um, They're already talking about reducing his touches, but yeah, he did touch the ball a lot. Um, He's added some weight in the offseason, too. He's ready to eat more. I I think that yards per carry is a little low, but I I, I still think he's Najee Harris, just foundational. He's great. There's a reason why he got he was the first running back taken that in that draft. Austin Eckler, pretty good on the ground, four point four yards per carry. I keep talking about yards per carry because I like to look at what they average. Um, where Eckler really excels at is his pass catching ability. We're talking nine point two yards per reception, eight receiving touchdowns to go along with that, highest among any running back in the league. I like him there. Kareem Hunt, the mm. Chiefs are missing on Hunt. I'm telling you, you know why I know why they released him. You you remember why they released yeah, him? Yeah, I remember that trouble. Yeah, yeah, but he's better than Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'll tell yeah, you that right. I now. agree. Four point nine yards or yards per carry. His cumulative stats don't tell the whole story. So if you were just looking at him, uh, reading his paper sheet, I mean, he only played eight games last season. Still, I mean, you could say oh, he's injury play. Oh, when healthy. 
him and Chubb create the best one-two duo in the NFL, in my opinion. He could start on most teams and be an every down back if asked. It's just in Cleveland, they're they're going to use that that tandem. So just an all-around great back who excels in the passing game. Um, that, that rounds out my second tier. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. All right. Hey, well, believe it or not, our, our second tier, pretty much the exact same minus one person. So I'm gonna start off with the really with the oddball. Yeah. That's what I, I like had, to hear. I, yeah. I had Damien Harris and my, in my second tier mainly because that 15 touchdown, like you said, he could have snuffed some of those mm-hmm. from Mac Jones, but that really stood out to me. You know, 202 carries, 9, 929, averaging 4.6. But those 15 touches really stood out, and that honestly is what kind of helped put, pump him up to this next level for me. Uh, but Austin Eckler, I had him in here as well. Uh, of course, his carries did get a lot better in 2021. It was his first season over 200 touches. But with that, he only logged 911 yards and again, averaging that 4.4. But as you mentioned, man, freaking 70 receptions for 647 yards. He was a he was a beast in the passing game. So they definitely took advantage of that with him. So I definitely had to respect that and put him in there because of of that. I had Najee in here as well. Uh, like I said, Steelers relied heavy on him. And I think I, I think they'll rely heavy on him again this year, especially with the three so-so quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to assume Kenny Pickett's probably going to be the starter. Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph. I mean, Najee's going to be forced to do everything this year. So. Hey, all I know is I've heard, I mean, Trubisky is trying to be the starter, I think. Is he? I mean, right now, if if it was week one, I think he technically still is. But yeah, mm. we, we got a lot of training camp to go through. So yeah, I, I'll we'll be see. curious. I'll be curious to see. I mean, and, and I hope it works out for them. But if not, I'm glad Najee's young because he's about, he's about to get that work again. Uh, you know, like you said, 1200 plus yard or 1200 yards. He averaged 3.9 a carry. Uh, but what I did like about him, and which you know we knew this would happen with Big Ben back there. Had a ton of checkdowns with him last year. He he caught seventy four balls for four sixty seven, averaging six point three. So I mean, he was touching the ball nonstop for them. So I definitely think that uh that'll play a factor for them in this upcoming year. And last but not least, I had Big Joey Mix on my list as well. Every season he had over two hundred catches. It was a one thousand yard season for him, averaging just over four yards a carry. Um, you know, I, I don't think he will get to that next level with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase there, especially as they continue to build their chemistry up, you know, and, and they get better on the offensive side. Um, and, and also he's injury, you know, he is injury prone, you know, like you said, he didn't miss a whole lot, but that, that right foot and that ankle, they've been giving him problems since 2017. He's been missing games in every season except for 2019. And that's right. when he rushed for his third highest season at uh 1,137 yards. So, I had to round him out in, in tier two for me. Uh, so 
our, our two tier two were spot on minus one person. So can't, can't argue with that. Oh yeah. You didn't. Okay. Yeah. We, we, that's fine. We have some different running back opinions. Yeah. It sounds like our first tier is going to be quite similar. Do, yeah. do you want to order these <laughs> just to make it a little bit different? Why not? Why not? How many do you have there? Cause I'll, got, I'll start off. I, one, two, three. I got four. Okay. I got three. Okay. So, all, right. all right. So I'll start. I'll start from the bottom of the first tier and work our way up. Cause I all know right, you are dying to see where JT is on my <laughs> list. All right. Coming in as the third running back in the first tier, Nick Chubb. Mm, okay. Mm, Nick Chubb. Average. I, I have a bias against Nick Chubb because I don't like what he did to South Carolina when he was at Georgia. <laughs> I should have said that with Sony Michelle too. I don't like how I don't like how he was running on us in, in, in our house. But anyway, Nick Chubb averaged just as much yards per carry as JT. Mm. So that's going to be five and a half yards per carry. Elite. I mean, that is elite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's we could assume we just give them the ball ten times on the on on the whole drive. I mean, you're in the red zone essentially. Yeah. But anyway. Missed a few games in 2021, um, but one of the best pure runners there is that I've seen while watching the NFL. I watched, like I said, I watched this man in college get a first down every time he had a carry against South Carolina. Like, yo, Jacob Eason threw the ball like 10 times when they beat us <laughs> by 14. That's how, that's how impressive Chubb and Michelle were. But Chubb's, I think, is better. Um, he's the real deal. He's the, he, he's the real deal. Uh, a bell cow running back, probably not, because you know with that tandem with Kareem Hunt, uh, he could definitely handle it though. I think as long as he could stay healthy, um, they don't need a they which which is really good. They don't need him to rush twenty times a game to win. I mean, he might have a few games where he's doing it, but fifteen to eighteen, maybe even lower, like fourteen. They, they they can still win ball games, especially with Deshaun Watson there now. All right, second. Who who you think second? Who you think second? There's only two possible two two possible running backs left. That could be. I like to think that Derek is next, King Henry. But I'm curious to know, man. I I gotta know. It is Derek Henry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is. It, oh man, <sighs> coming in at six three. 247 pounds, the WWE SmackDown champion, <laughs> Derek Henry. <laughs> All right, so I debated putting him at number one. I really did. And I'm pretty sure Colts Nation would have did me Game of Thrones style if I actually put him there. <laughs> I was looking at this. Yeah, I was looking at this objectively, no bias, crossing my T's, dotting my eyes. I just couldn't put him there, I, and I didn't. So just a tank in terms of size. He doesn't have that immense acceleration like you'd find in Jonathan Taylor, but mm-hmm. once he gets going, like once he gets to that second level with his top end speed, how do you bring him down? It's a force, the, man. Yeah, so if the defensive linemen aren't bringing him down, yeah, good luck. You're going to need about five of y'all to get him down. Only God can stop him at that point. Right. Uh, running backs like him don't grow on trees. Um, according to Fantasy Pros, he had 487 yards after contact last season in only eight games. It's wild. In his amazing 2020 year, however, he had 1082, 1,082. 
the next highest was Dalvin Cook with 757 in that 2020 year. So if we assumed he played all 17 games last year and took that 47 divided by eight, multiplied by 17, get a presumed total, we get 1,034 yards after contact. So he was still on pace for that. He would have led the league again based off that. So Derek, oof, you're lucky. I, if he would have played the whole season and probably kept up with pace with JT, I probably would have put him at number one. Mm-hmm. But he had that freak injury. He's got the curse of 370 on him. You're getting that second spot. So JT is at JT. number one. Yes, we are. Uh, yes, I, I, I tried to put another run back here, like I was saying. Uh, but numbers don't lie. JT is the king. Yeah. 1,811 rushing yards, 106.5 yards per game, 18 touchdowns, five and a half yards per carry. Also led the league in yards after contact with 941. Elite all-purpose back, elusive, physical, smart. Go watch his film if you haven't because, I mean, I well, I, I think everyone who listens to this podcast, <laughs> they watch the Colts play, so <laughs> they don't need to watch film. He's patient. Reminds me of how Le'Veon Bell was so good. During his prime years, he finds that hole, uses explosiveness Mm -hmm. to generate big yardage, prototypical height and weight. Most of the great running backs of all time were under six feet around, you know, his size, 200, 225 pound area like Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Walker Payton. Top notch speed to cap it off. Nothing more to say. Jamal, I'll let you go. I got it, man. I got to tell you, I like that Le'Veon Bell comment because I I remember watching Le'Veon when he would be in that line. It was it was always so nice just to see him he wouldn't even take more than three steps up after he touched the ball he would take two steps and just kind of stop and i think i swear just to you stop they, yeah. they stopped they picked that up from from lt lenanian tomlinson brooks he used to do the same thing with the chargers he would yep. look at the line and then he would see where the hole is and then boom just take off it's wild so yeah do you know I like how that. fast you have to think man to be able to just <laughs> yo it's it's, it's crazy. crazy it's, it's it is that, crazy yeah, yeah. That, that's some vision, man. And so, and, I, and I'll start my list from the bottom and I'm working my way up to the top too. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna start with this guy. Like I said, I have four in mind. And I'm gonna tell you only reason why I put him up here, but it's Devin Devin Singletary at number four for me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why, bro. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Yo, he had 188 <laughs> carries, 870 yards. He averaged 4.6. Yada yada yada. But what impressed me the most, bro? What impressed me the most is. He did all this with Josh Allen at quarterback. We got to remember, Josh Allen, bro. Josh Allen rushed for 763 yards alone. Dude threw for 4,400 plus, and Singletary still was able to get out there and put in sport. Now, I'm not saying that he is godlike. I ain't saying that, bro. What I'm saying is that with the quarterback that he had back there who was putting up, who almost, who, who put up 750 plus rushing yards and threw for 44 piece. Bro, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give him a little bit of props, bro. And now he probably should be in a tier two. I'll admit that he probably should be in a tier two or two. You know, for me, I wouldn't put him in lower than two. I'll be real, but I just had to give a little respect because of Josh Allen's his numbers were, were phenomenal. But call it what you want, bro. Now number three, Nick Chubb. Like you, I mean, everything you said was spot on with Nick Chubb. I'm, a, I, I don't have anything else at all. Now on to we that. back on track. Yeah, right. we back on track. <laughs> we back on track. Nick Chubb, you know, everything you said was spot on. That's exactly what I had as well. That five point five was nice. I'm curious to see what'll happen with Deshaun if he's plays this year. How that'll work out, you know, or what their situation will be. Uh, but I don't think that changed much for Nick. I, I think he still goes out there and does what he does. You know, he's just a, he's just a dog. Uh, number two. 
Number two. Who it be? Who it be? King Henry. Okay. <laughs> King Henry, bro. <laughs> Hey, like you, you said, you almost got I, me. You almost got right. me. <laughs> I can't, I, you know, and it's so funny because I was actually watching Club Shay Shay today on YouTube. I, I like to listen to his podcast, and I was, I was watching the one with DK Metcalf on there. And DK was talking about the play where he stepped, where he he tried to run upfield instead of stepping out of bounds. And him and Shannon Sharp got into that big feud on Twitter because Shannon Sharp was like, you know, why didn't you step out of bounds? Blah, blah, blah. It was 14 seconds left on the clock, XYZ. And he was talking, he kind of broke down the play. And what he was saying was that during their film session, they saw that that cornerback always tackles low. So he was like, my first train of thought was, if he's going to tackle me low, I know he ain't going to be able to get me down. I'm going to just shake him and then run for the touchdown. But what ended up happening is cornerback ended up balling his fist and coming up high. And DK was like, I'm in trouble. He's going to hit me up high. I didn't expect that. I say that because when you look at Derrick Henry, how do you prep for him in the in the in the defensive back room or the linebackers room? How do you prep? Because uh, like, you expect your D lineman to take him down. I'll be scared out of my mind if I'm a linebacker and I'm like, yeah, he didn't got to the second level. I dang sure I'm, I'm gonna I'm, be scared if he is, if I'm a safety. <laughs> bruh. I'm a linebacker and I'm not that good. Yeah, bruh, it's I, over. Yo, I'm in a hoodie and sweatpants <laughs> exactly, against the Titans, bro. Exactly. I'm like, yo, my knee hurt. I can't play today. <laughs> exactly. So imagine being a safety, yo, and like it ain't happening. <laughs> so, and so when they when he was talking about that, I was like, yo, I couldn't imagine being in the room. Like, hey, for whatever reason, if he get past the D line, if he get past the linebacker, hey, it was on you to make that tackle. Like, nah, bro, don't worry about it. It's over. So, <laughs> So, of course, I had to put him up there. But last but not least, you know, I had to put JT at number one. Everything you said was spot on, bro. His yards after tackle. He had he had more yards after tackle than Joe Mixon had the entire season rushing. Like, bro, come on. Really? Yes. Oof. Yes. So, when he when he got – or she yard at the contact. I'm sorry, not the tackle, but yards at the contact is what I meant to say. But, yeah. So, when he touched the ball, it was, it was on and popping, you know. And like you said, that vision was there. It was there all year long, and he did it game after game after game after game. Never got cocky, never got conceited, and he just went out there. He did his job, humble about it the entire season long. And and I think that you know it. What, what can you argue? We we talked about his stats last time. Again, every time I look at those the stats on paper, I'm just like, dang, dude had a phenomenal year. You just can't make it up. Those are yeah. those are career numbers that some running backs wish they could you know wish they could get so kudos to him shout out to him he's got to be at the top of the list whether honestly honestly whether i this was i was a colts fan and this was a colts podcast or not i think i'll still have to put him at the top just to give him his respect because what he did last year was unreal i hope i hope we have another great season this year but you know you definitely gotta you gotta respect the greatness he put up last year absolutely all right i uh Oof, I don't know. <laughs> I know mine is that Devlin Singletary. And like I said, bro, I, I just well, had to give a shout a, out. That was that wild. Was I know it was wild. wild card. <laughs> oh, my God. We are not deleting that out. <laughs> I Scratch also thought, <laughs> so So you had Travis Etienne in, but you didn't have James Robinson at all? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I... I kind of, I don't know. Disrespectful. I, I put, Jacks, it, it Jacks fans are going to tear you uh, up. I don't know. Well, we're going to tear them up twice this year. So I ain't too worried. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that we have different opinions. So 
We'll let the fans decide. For sure. Whose list was better. Because you know we don't ask. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, folks. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Friday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care. Take care.